The Live Series. Powered by Amicus. With your host, Heather Story. Hello and welcome to the Live Series podcast brought to you by Amicus Recruitment. This is the podcast that gives you insight into the life and role of tech leaders from all over the world. Today, I'm joined by CTO of Secret Spa, Alex Fox. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? Hi, I'm very good. Thank you. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. We're going to kick straight off and uh, just if you want to describe to us, um, for anyone that might not have heard of Secret Spa or familiar with your work, like what is it that you do there and what is it that, that Secret Spa does? So, yeah, as, as you said, I'm the CTO um, at Secret Spa. So that in, involves running the, the tech team, as you'd imagine, <laughs> um, plus, plus quite a lot of um, product development as well. Um, Secret Spa is uh, we're a startup based in London, and w- what we do is we're kind of uh, to boil it down, a, a delivery kind of for, for getting your your hair cut or nails done. So so beauty and wellness that that comes to your home, um, and we operate in uh, London, Manchester, and Brighton. Love that. It's such a, it is a good idea. And I really like how you've described that as well as a guru for, for hair and beauty. Yeah, you, you've got to kind of boil it down just to, to, to something people get. Yeah. Um, no. But, um, yeah. Um, so is it quite is it quite a big team that you're running at the moment then? Um, it... So the company in total is about 25, but it, you know, it, it grow growing, so it's hard to keep track. The, the tech team currently is is me and three other full full stack developers so okay sweet is it is it in a place of growth at the moment secret spa is that something that you're looking forward to yeah i I mean obviously uh covid two years were kind of an interesting time for us um but you know we it was it was a good opportunity to learn a lot and refine the product and um it's been yeah since we've kind of been back back to back to normal <laughs> um it's it's been going really well and yeah certainly um you know the team is growing and, and yeah it's an exciting time yeah what so what is your do you want to just maybe walk me through kind of how um you plan to kind of approach that growth um in terms of um either maybe hiring within the team or how does how does the company on a whole approach um kind of scaling up and things like that is that is that kind of do you have a lot of power over that as a CTO yeah so I suppose like within the tech side of things I think you know I'm, I'm very keen on growing kind of at the right speed I, I don't want to hire like 10 developers and then you know kind of uh, you know the efficiency curve is, is quite brutal I think if you hire kind of too quickly um so you know, I'm keen to like to grow, but I, I just want to hire the right people, and um, I want them. I, I want to build that autonomy out in in the tech team, so it's not a kind of massive management strain. Mm-hmm. Um, the other sort of thing to get right in terms of timing is, you know, right now we're we're all full stack developers, which is great because you know one one developer can handle a feature from you know, the back end, front end, the whole kind of, the whole package. But obviously at some stage, um, it's going to make sense to have, uh, you know, specialists who can really, you know, get get their, their, their head into, you know, efficiencies around the database or, you know, uh, 
security uh, or whatever it might be. Um, and I suppose, yeah, just getting that timing is right is, is important. I think, I think right now I'm, you know, I, I'm looking for more full stacks, I think, just because of the versatility is, is so, is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of the, the rest of the company, you know, it's, uh, there's several uh, departments that, that we're going to grow at different rates. Obviously, like customer service is always an area that we're, we're, you know, very um, aware of, like, you, you don't want to scale your customer service team with company size because the, the cost is just so great. So that's where like the tech team has a, has, has a big opportunity for us to, to, to improve efficiencies, mm-hmm. um, whether that's adding, you know, uh, in, in-app chat or, or chatbots or special tools for the customer service team to use. So we're not having to scale that up at the same, uh, at the same rate as the, the number of bookings we're getting. Mm. Um, Sorry, go on, were you going to say something there? No, I was, <laughs> no, no, you, you go ahead. Hi, sweet. Um, I was just going to say, like, it is, it, is a, it is a clever approach, isn't it? Not to just sort of make sure that things are kind of staggered so that they can benefit the company, you know, down the line and you're not just kind of over-eager to build out a team too quickly. That's too big and you've got to manage that as well at the end of the day, haven't you? So, yeah. Um, if, if everyone's like, uh, if you look, you know, you say you're basing everything around full stack engineers at the moment. Do you have an approach where do you kind of encourage those developers to, for lack of a better word, develop themselves? Or, <laughs> like, I, I kind of hate myself using that a little yeah. bit. But um, you know what I mean? It, you know, how, how do you kind of support those developers and help them to, um, yeah, like d- develop their skill sets maybe, or just how do you kind of go about that and, um, and developing the skills? Yeah, yeah, of course. I suppose um, it's w- when you're like the most experienced and, and leading the team, it's so easy to to take to take control. You know, you kind of you you've got it all visualized, and 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 it's easy to kind of I think to almost oppress them by kind of taking too much kind of control. So what I try to do is just give them that space to to grow. And part of the, that strategy is is giving them autonomy, giving them giving them trust to work on you know big big features, probably like bigger than they like they you know might expect at their level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like it, it, along with that, it's it's getting them to develop their their full stack and I mean I mean full stack isn't is in tech I mean like the, the kind of product stack because I think you know from my own experience as I was self-taught developer and I know a lot a lot are um, but even if you went to university and learned it I think there's always a tendency as a developer to uh, to, to work on your programmer mm-hmm. side of things to, to get good at programming to, to write better code um, to, to learn more languages um, because that's kind of why you do it so it's like a feedback loop mm-hmm. so you're kind of growing growing this kind of one kind of vertical in in the kind of whole product development cycle mm-hmm. um, and I suppose to expand on that further like you know I think there's there's planning there's the execution which is the programming part, <laughs> there's the delivery of that and then the, the aftercare. And so I, 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 what I see a lot is like, there's so much focus on that 
on that execution part on the programming that these other parts just don't get developed mm -hmm. and you know that's fine if you want to be maybe in a larger team where like you're just given you know coding tasks to do and you have to get on with them but right now i mean my vision is that everyone is develops those other skills so everyone practices the, the, that planning that product development everyone works on the kind of the aftercare so you know uh, looking at the analytics caring about that um and thinking of the next iterations and you know getting the other other kind of parts of their kind of uh, their skills kind of flowing Mm -hmm. and and kind of what that means is that they get a better understanding of like why we're doing it they, they feel a stronger connection to the business they're more engaged um and quite frankly it, it it takes a bit of pressure off me as a manager because they're do, i'm not having to think about like all these things that they're, they're doing that themselves um and i think the payback from this has been been really strong you know I, I feel like they're as far as i can tell at least they um you know that they, they feel really involved in, in everything that's going on they're not just a kind of cog cranking out code um you know they're having a meaningful impact on the business you know they can see their their analytics dashboard they can they can get like meaningful feedback on on the products they're building and how it's you know affects the number of bookings or retention or whatever the, the metric might be mm -hmm. um and you know at the end of the day they're going to be more engaged with the business so so fingers crossed they uh, stick around i mean that's that's what we're trying to do here and and, and build those those skill sets mm -hmm. yeah sure it's i think it's a sign of a good management system um and good individual managers as well when um kind of you know people maybe a little bit less high up in the sort of hierarchy within a company do feel valued and they feel like you know they, they're not like you said just a cog um and that they actually are presenting something that is definitely of value and, and that they've all kind of collaborated in some way to do that so you did mention um kind of that people work together a lot in your team there like is collaboration something that's quite important to you is that something that you encourage quite a lot in your team or yeah i suppose probably more with with the rest of the teams in, in the company then i mean obviously we do collaborate a lot in terms of like code reviews and the kind of standard stuff um we don't do kind of we don't do a lot of pair programming which i think is something i'm interested in doing more of mm -hmm. um but in, in terms of collaboration with the rest of the team uh, in the rest of the company that is kind of part of um this kind of autonomy where you know you'll be given a project with you know customer service say now not it doesn't all flow through me you know i'm around and i will check in but like the idea is that they will go to that team and have set the meetings up and discuss the ideas mm -hmm. um without too much kind of oversight from me yeah um and then you know that 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 means that um i, I feel like the tech team can get a bit isolated especially in in a, a kind of beauty oriented company company i mean the there's no other the, the, everyone is, is a woman apart from the tech team so <laughs> i think i think the the the, the tech you can feel a little bit uh, you know isolated sometimes um in in a sense so getting getting everyone to work with everyone is obviously to, to break down that barrier mm -hmm. um 
And yeah, I mean, I just, I think just, yeah, getting people to, to work on that, like I said earlier, like removes some strain on me and just strengthen, strengthens their position in, in the company. Yeah, it sounds like it gives them quite a bit of freedom as well. Like, again, just making them feel more valued and not like they're a cog, like they're making their own sort of decisions on those things across the company. So if, if, if you know, I think it's really interesting that you say that, you know, they feel kind of isolated, especially in a company that is primarily women. I mean, I know that I feel like that's kind of like a beauty cliche almost, but yeah. that is just... <laughs> yeah. uh, and again, the kind of, you know, not to sound cliche again but generally tech teams can be um made up of introverts almost for lack of a better word sometimes so yeah <clears throat> i'm going to assume you're at home there uh, <laughs> unless you're in a spa and it looks all, it's all kind of misses up, <laughs> um but uh, i'm assuming is that is everybody remote at the moment obviously aside from various departments at the company is the tech team all fully remote so we've kind of gone back to hybrid okay um so we're yeah we're tech team we go in mondays and thursdays okay cool um and then there'll be some crossover with other other teams that, that go in you know various other days um one of our devs is is fully remote um uh, he's over in spain but he wasn't he he moved there um this year yeah um so okay. um that's a kind of fairly new thing Sure, um, it wasn't always remote. And I'm just the only reason I bring it up is like I'm quite interested with you talking about isolation and things, and just wondering how you integrate remote workers or you know during those three days a week, like you just mentioned, where everybody is remote. How do you integrate with each other, and how do you kind of ease off on the the kind of you know the team feeling a little bit more isolated from the rest of the company, but also coming together as a team as well. Yeah, yeah, I guess um, <laughs> it's you know I'm aware that like devs like like the that alone time to kind of just crack on with the code and i suppose that's why i I kind of figured that two two days a week was probably enough because we could do more um and and i go in a bit more sometimes just to to you know cross over with a a few other other people um in terms of like keeping that keeping that team team vibe i mean we we do stand up every day kind of online which i i assume is fairly standard um and then i suppose it, it kind of depends on on you know it's tailored to each program and what work is being done um you know it's it's usually a case of just everyone just can get on with what they're doing until they hit a sticking point and then they can reach out to me or someone else and, and then obviously um on slack or whatever that uh, they can have a call um like i think I think, I guess it means that like a lot of stuff will be saved for the days we are together. So maybe we want to like run through something that's, you know, really needs to be a whiteboard or, or maybe, we, uh, you know, we do all our planning, our, our sprint planning in, in person, um, minus the one guy who's in Spain. <laughs> um, is, that, is that just so you can kind of bounce off each other a little easier or? I just think people talk <laughs> more. I suppose that's, that's probably the, the, the negative as far as i can tell from from video calls is just people will say less um and something that like i've <laughs> haven't done it yet but i think something i'm interested in I, i've heard a lot of companies will have like meetings will be about um instead of like 
me presenting something to the team and then discussing it everyone like reads it up front okay. and then people write the comments like in the document and then the, the, the meeting is more of a Q&A and so you kind of give each person space because I think that's like one of the problems especially if you're a bit introverted you don't want to like speak up or you know um, shout out so I think it's just like from from my point of view I, it's it's finding ways to involve people asking people what they think don't like expect don't expect them to shout out an answer you know you have to ask them what they think otherwise it's easy to overshadow someone if if you're in the room or whoever whoever's the most chatty in your team mm-hmm. um so it's just kind of like managing people's kind of uh, egos I guess, yeah for sure it's it's we see it proper kind of a little bit obviously dealing with a lot of hiring processes and um kind of helping some people structure teams and things like that um it, it is something that you know that that kind of it's almost a myth now, I suppose, of the people that are talking more in meetings are generally seen as more authoritative. <clears throat> and um, it's, it's, I don't think that is a thing anymore because it doesn't come across on Zoom or Teams or Slack. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of been eradicated a little bit. But like what you were saying there, I think it's, it sounds like you're doing a great job in it. And it's obviously really transparent. Um, I think um, that's probably the best way that I can describe it, the way that you're working. Um, is that something that you kind of, automatically do to to kind of obviously you've been dealt this hand of of having a remote team and with with the pandemic and everything but have you kind of actively sought out to to be transparent as a leader in in previous positions or have you had a leader that's kind of been like this and you've taken influence from that or just just kind of like talk me through to your approach as as an individual as you being a leader because I think you know like what I say like you, you just sound super transparent and very collected about it all so I'm just interested to know where that kind of comes from yeah i mean i think like a lot of it comes from uh, my ceo who you know when when i stepped up because i didn't actually join as uh, as the cto i was a i was a full stack with some others and, and i guess i um wrote, rose to the top <laughs> um which is nice um but but yeah obviously he's kind of he's helped me um kind of develop this this process and i i think i've just i I just sort of I don't know I've seen it in 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 life I suppose <laughs> sounds a bit grandiose but like I just mean within like you know I have a lot of awareness of like mental health um and just how like you see when people aren't honest or like honest with themselves how kind of it can just cause a lot of um kind of problems within within yourself and that goes to to work to to being around other people like if you if you can't talk about your problems or all the good things then like you're not going to be able to get everyone moving in in the right in the right position in the right direction sorry um and yeah i guess I'm, i'm quite a straightforward person but like and i'm aware like you know that can come across quite bluntly so I suppose that's something I've, I'm working on is um, improving that because you know I, I actually sort of my history prior to this I spent a lot of time uh, working with my brother on on lots of apps and we had we, you know we is we made a lot, of, a lot of great products but him being my brother we're very similar and I think like that kind of attitude of being very being a bit too honest and not kind of um uh not 
yeah not not kind of being able to sugarcoat it enough or, or whatever like um led to a lot of kind of negative kind of emotions i suppose and and so i didn't want that for for this for this team so with with being transparent i suppose you need to just you need to it's, you don't want to be it's not about being blunt you need to be able to like work with with how understand how people think and how they work and what they'll be receptive to um and i think it's about encouraging honesty from them as well about how they feel like we have one-to-ones every month with each uh, me and me and each of the team and you know I, at the end of the day i want i want to help them be their best person best developer so you know it's all about asking them what they need from me what they're not enjoying and kind of giving them the environment that it's like okay to say if you're upset with something or something's not working for you because otherwise if i can't see the problems i can't fix them um and i suppose as part of that like we do okrs quarterly for, for like personal okrs and we'll develop them together um with what they want to achieve you know whether they want to maybe they're front end sort of focused and they know a bit of back end and they want to do more back end you know it'll be about building those out um t- so they can strengthen that area or, or maybe they uh you know it will be things i've noticed maybe i think well they need to work on the, the pro- kind of project management side of things mm-hmm. and we'll build those out together and, and what that does is it gives us a kind of an agreed measurement so when when we have our next catch up you know we can i we we score them together and i suppose it it's not like me coming out with loads of negatives all of a sudden it's like something we've agreed upon a framework mm-hmm. and then it's something to reason against which has been um been really useful because i think otherwise you can just end up yeah just sort of uh, going off on tangents but but if they're working towards something that you can explain why they're doing it and, and why they're um why why it's meaningful to them then they're going to feel a lot stronger about it yeah that is a really interesting and honest approach i think as well and, and <clears throat> it sounds really fair as well the way that you manage people like um i picked up on one thing that you said there when you said um you, you kind of watch to see what people are receptive of as opposed to kind of just, you know, flinging things a certain way or trying to use different methods with people or, mm. or even like just kind of blanket in your team with one approach, like, you know, yeah. the individual and seeing what they're receptive to and having some self-awareness as a manager as well is, is something that's really important. And it's probably not necessarily talked about enough. I think a lot of the time in management, people are quite, <clears throat> not necessarily in a negative way, but sort of wondering like how they're doing as a manager. And then it's very, it's natural to think that because it is your career at the end of the day and you're going to want to wonder how you're doing, but being receptive of, uh, you know, noticing the things that maybe aren't intentionally being broadcast from your team as individuals, if that makes sense. And yeah, just having that self-awareness is is really important, isn't it? And, and it sounds like you're kind of nailing it. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Fingers crossed, yeah. <laughs> um, so what are the what are the kind of uh, I've got two more questions, but I just want to touch on kind of what, what the future looks like for Secret Spa. What what have you got um coming up over there? Or are you looking to to hire and to grow? And I mean, if you want to plug something, this is your chance. But I'm more <laughs> I want to see as well, kind of, you know, what what is there are there plans to to kind of grow within the next sort of year or so or where's it where's it gonna go yeah i mean i i can't 
really talk about uh, the plans <laughs> too much, really. But um, uh, yeah, it's um, there's some some exciting, exciting stuff in the pipe, pipeline, which should yeah. be um, in by by kind of late summer summer we should be um have have some something something different out there which which is super exciting, and yeah, I mean we are we are in the growth phase. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, potentially there's some other cities expansions on the on the horizon, but um, oh, we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't I can't go too much into it. But... No, that's fine. I always <laughs> I tend to kind of pry into that at the end anyway, just in case there's anything we get yeah. some hot tips on the podcast. But <laughs> um, yeah, so all right, so I kind of like to finish off with the same sort of couple of questions, and the, and the first one um, is it like in, if you've got three words to describe how you think your team would describe you as a leader? What do you think those three words would be? <laughs> what, what, would I like, what would I like them to be? Or what? Uh, <laughs> <well>. <laughs> you could have got away um, with it, but now I'm going to think that you're fibbing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I suppose I'd hope that that's, that let's say I was um, understanding, I guess, based on what we kind of just talked about is that something I kind of put put a lot of effort into um I think I think they might say I'm energetic because I don't know I guess uh, like we have quite a uh, we have quite a kind of aggressive release strategy and I suppose okay um yeah I don't know if that's the right word and <laughs> what, what, what tell me about that release strategy what, what how is it aggressive and um how does it reflect on you as energetic I suppose it's just like we you know I know again it's it depends on the size of your company but like we if you compared to a, a much larger company we release like way more frequently and put way more features in I suppose what, what, I can't remember the exact phrase, but it's something like if you don't feel a bit nervous about your release, then you're you're kind of releasing it too late. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was Mark Zuckerberg or somebody. That's probably yeah. But I kind of I kind of get it. Like yeah, you know we're we, we we're happy to accept like a threshold mm-hmm. of kind of bugs and stuff that we can fix relatively quickly. You know, just just to keep that rapid iteration kind of going. Um, so I guess maybe that's that's kind of comes back to the energeticness of just like always pushing to get stuff out and and um, yeah, being a little bit risky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it sounds it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks but, for clearing that one up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as a, a third word, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of stumped. I mean, yeah, I I, I guess. Uh, maybe um decisive i guess <laughs> okay. okay i like that, I like that. <laughs> let's roll with that but, um, <laughs> I, maybe maybe i should have asked them and, and done a survey <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm just gonna drop them all the cheeky email <laughs> is this right are you sure <laughs> decisive but couldn't decide on the website. yeah right that's true <laughs> well, maybe that's a little bit <laughs> 
I'm just joking, Alex. All right. So the last one, um, they were great answers. Thanks for that. Um, the last one is um, kind of generally what, what advice, obviously we get a lot of our audience are kind of um, aspiring to climb the ladder in tech or are already there and just kind of want to see what else everybody else is doing. So um, what kind of advice would you have for people that wanted to be in the position that you're in today? Yeah, I mean, something I didn't do enough of, and this is such a cliche, but unfortunately it's so true, it's just, it's just um, yeah, failing, failing fast and learning. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's, it's so hard to do. And that kind of ties into this whole thing of like wanting to release rapidly mm-hmm. and learn from it. Um, because, you know, when I was building my first products like there'll be such a tendency to want to refine and refine and refine you know before you showed it to anyone because it was your little kind of precious baby you didn't want to um didn't want to know almost Mm -hmm. and that was that was just like led to a massive waste of time so i i I think that's such an important thing to to i guess get good at failing i suppose Mm. um and, and and learning from it um i think the other thing is yeah just like honing your skills outside of being a programmer i think and and that that comes that kind of is alongside the whole like releasing quickly is is because you know there's a lot to there's a lot to get your head around outside of programming like you might be a great programmer but it doesn't mean you're going to make great products doesn't mean you're going to make great team Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're going to be able to have great release schedules um so i think you've you've got to practice those other skills the kind of pro- the the planning the product development the, the aftercare you know understand why analytics are so important because i know it's can be it's kind of a, a boring area for a lot of people but like if you can't if you can't do an experiment and you know understand get get any feedback on it how are you going to know if it's worked mm-hmm. um and I suppose, yeah, the other thing is just, um, yeah, just kind of do stuff that isn't in your comfort zone. Another kind of cliche, but again, it's it's it just means you're going to, like, become a more colourful person and just get a, a more, a wider view on, on, on people. And, and if you want to manage people, you need to understand people. So mm-hmm. get, get out there and, <laughs> and meet more people. That's amazing. They're all really good pieces of advice. I know you're saying that they're a little bit cliche, but I think they are, you know, they are for a reason. They're cliche for a reason, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Especially like throwing yourself in at the deep end and just, you know, fail as fast as you can and learn. You're going to learn so much faster, aren't you, by just throwing yourself in and, and yeah, just <clears throat> there's some really brilliant advice there. I feel like we probably could have gone on a little bit longer about <laughs> certain things, but um, yeah, maybe we can get you on again um, for a yeah. future episode. I think that'd be yeah. really cool. Maybe after all the secret, secret spa stuff's gone. Oh, on, secret, no? secret, secrets, yeah. <laughs> secret, secret spa things have happened. But yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's actually been really interesting talking to you today. Cool. Thanks for having me. No problem. Great. Um, So if you're watching on YouTube, you can hover over the logo in the corner, hit subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok for updates. Head over to our website, amicusjobs.com for tech news, webinars, blogs, and keep up to date on the latest uh, Python, Golang, and JavaScript rules all over the globe. 
that is such a tongue twister and it's not even that hard to say. <laughs> I always just manage to mess it up somehow. <laughs> um, thanks so much again, Alex, for coming on. Um, it's been a real pleasure. Cool. Thanks so much.